warmer winter temperatures are causing snow totals in many areas around the Great Lakes to drop dramatically. Scientists say a warmer climate means cold and snowy winters will likely become more and more unreliable. I think the writing not only is on the wall, I think the writing is here. That leaves snow enthusiasts and businesses that depend on the snow scrambling to try to adapt. That story, next on Points North, a show about the land, water, and inhabitants of the Upper Great Lakes. I'm Dan Wanshura. Mount Bohemia is a small ski resort in the very northern tip of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. It sits on land that juts out into Lake Superior. The views are stunning, and you can ski between old-growth maple and pine trees covered with snow. Getting more than 300 inches of fresh powder during the winter isn't uncommon in this part of the UP. Some say it's the best skiing this side of the Rockies. It really sets itself apart, honestly. It doesn't really compare to other resorts. That's John Royal, an avid skier who's been making trips up to Mount Bohemia for the past decade. He loves the tight glade runs, steeper terrain, and fresh, ungroomed trails. This year, Royal planned a trip to the resort with his 10-year-old son, Tyler. But when mid-January rolled around, there was no trip to plan because there wasn't enough snow. It's really, really hard for a father to tell a son that we can't go on a trip and not because of, we'll say, financial, but because Mother Nature's not cooperating. There's, it, it sucks. It really does. Resort president Lonnie Gleberman says they're down about 150 inches of snow compared to last year. We're just not getting Arctic air coming down from Canada. For decades, the resort has relied on massive lake-effect snow dumps to attract skiers and snowboarders, but not this year. And the thought of buying and deploying snowmaking machines has never really been a consideration. But the warm winter this year is forcing Gleberman to think about it. He says most of the feedback he's gotten so far about manufacturing snow has been negative. It's like if you were the best New York pizzeria and you couldn't serve pizzas... So you put on chicken wings on your menu instead. You're still open for food, but that's not why your customers come to you. So we could be open with snowmaking runs, but that's not why the people drive seven to 10 hours to ski us. TNR Yamaha, Randy. A seven hour drive south in East Jordan, Michigan, Randy Danforth understands that logic and is facing a similar problem. In a normal winter, he'd now be busy selling and servicing snowmobiles. But like many in northern Michigan this year, he's glued to the weather forecast and praying for snow. We can have the greatest product uh, in the world if we don't have snow in our area to sell the sleds, then they just don't sell. Snow is critical not only for his business, but for the entire economy here. Bars, restaurants, motels, and other places depend on mounds of snow to bolster winter tourism. The bread and butter months for an average snow community or snow place, December, January, and February are huge. Some scientists say this year's warm winter in the Midwest is something we're likely to see more of. Richard Rood studies climate change at the University of Michigan and says consistently cold winters as we've known them in the past may not be realistic anymore. We are not going to be able to have the same relationship to the climate and to the environment that we have had over our lifetimes and over our parents' grandparents' lifetimes. And that means outdoor winter pastimes like ice fishing or skiing and snowmobiling in the Midwest could melt into memories sooner than later. And the economies, depending on consistent snow and freezing temperatures, might not be far behind.
Today on our field guide, winter is one season when northern Michigan is free of insects. Well, mostly. Cheryl Bartz from Red Pine Radio tells us about an exception you can find if you look carefully. I was hiking a dune trail the other day and noticed dark specks on the snow. They looked like ashes. That's odd, I thought. I don't think there are any fires out west now. But finally, after seeing more and more dark specks, I bent down for a closer look. The specks were moving. That's when I recognized them. Snow fleas. Snow fleas are two or three millimeters long and they jump. But that's all they have in common with cat and dog fleas. Snow fleas don't bite and they don't want to crawl on you. Ordinary fleas use their enlarged back legs to jump. But snow fleas have a special jumping organ. Entomologist John Meyer from North Carolina State University says it's like a little two-pronged lever attached where a tail might be. It folds up under their abdomen and is called a furcula. That's Latin for tiny fork. And it's held sort of in a cocked position by a little catch. And when the insect is disturbed, the little catch releases and the little springtail organ snaps down against the substrate and hurls the insect up through the air, head over heels. That's how snow fleas got their other name, springtails. They can't control their direction, but their unpredictable movement makes it harder for predators like centipedes and spiders to snag them. I've seen them hop a, a pretty good distance, five or six inches. That would be like you or me jumping more than 250 feet. Springtails are part of nature's cleanup crew, eating decaying organic matter, fungi, algae, and bacteria. They can be incredibly abundant in a nice piece of, of, of organic soil in the forest. There are hundreds of thousands per acre. Snow fleas can withstand freezing temperatures because they produce their own antifreeze, but they're present year-round. They're just more noticeable against the snow. That's all for Points North this week. Peter Payette and Cheryl Bartz helped produce the show. Coming up next time, there's a plan to build a miles-long tunnel underneath the Straits of Mackinac. It would house the Line 5 oil and gas pipelines. Right now, a court is deciding whether impacts of climate change should be considered in the approval or denial of this project. This type of case is exactly, exactly where we need our agencies to be evaluating the greenhouse gas emissions from yeah. projects that they're approving. That's next week on Points North, Friday mornings on Interlochen Public Radio, or stream wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Dan Wanshura. Talk to you next time.